If you stay woke, you ain't gotta get woke. Welcome to the Woke Podcast, where we, as women of color, sit down to vent, rant, bullshit, and have authentic conversations. We're your hosts, Lexi and Chantrier. Let's get into today's episode. Beautiful. We're started. We're back. It is episode two, season two. Episode two, season two. <laughs> what has happened between the last time we recorded and now? So that the people know we got to see each other in person. We did. <laughs> <laughs> we ate at Denny's. Which was fire, by the way. It was real good. Um, and so that was, we got to see each other, y'all, which was really exciting. Um, it was way too short of amount of time, but no, nevertheless, we got to see each other. Because I think uh, we had gone, what, like five months between seeing each other? Yeah, the October middle of May, May to the end of October. Oh, my God. Almost six months. Oh, my God. Completely unacceptable. It was unacceptable. We should see each other every month. I agree. Um, <laughs> but both of us need to be paid more. <laughs> Agreed. Or I need to be in the Midwest and not in the South. I'm going to keep trying to convince you. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Well, so we've seen each other. And then last episode, we got into our spiritual journeys, Mm -hmm. which was exciting and good. It always feels so healing to talk about it. It does. It really does. I spoke to my spirit guides last night and had a full-on cry, full-on healing. I was like, you know what? This is why I do this. That's good. All my stuff is still in the box. Ain't unpacked it. Don't have an altar, nothing. Lexi! I'm fine. Honestly, I'm cooling. I'm, like, surprised. I don't know. I think that they are having an uproar that I live in Wisconsin now. Are they? They're not me no more. <laughs> they said that bitch moved to Wisconsin. Let's stop speaking. <laughs> She does not belong there. We're not talking to her no more. <laughs> I feel like you do belong there. Like, is it is it not a coincidence that not only your best friend, but your spouse is from Wisconsin? I feel like that is saying something. I don't really want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't think. I, okay. In everyone's defense, Wisconsin is very beautiful mm. until you drive too far yeah. towards Illinois. And then it's not, then it's ugly. Yeah, I will agree to that statement. But where I live is gorgeous. So it's very pretty. I don't know. I think I just, I don't think anything big is going on in my life for them to need to talk to me. Like Mm -hmm. I just kind of go to work and go home. Okay. Okay. I feel that. I feel that. I need something big in my life to happen. (laughs) (laughs) I do. It's getting boring. Need, need to spice it up a little bit just a little bit i don't want i don't want nothing too crazy i just want like something a little a little something to spice it up truthfully i think i think we spiced it up good here because last night we baked our first batch of christmas cookies and oh. decorated that's about all the spice i can handle nowadays <laughs> lexi <laughs> i'm like <laughs> we were talking about this me and my partner were talking about this the other day, like, we're old now. We act like old people. We act like, and this is nothing, this sounds really ageist, and I, I don't mean it in that way, but, like, we are just, it's like we've been married for 30 years. We're not even engaged, and we just, like, 
we just go to work and come home and we're just very comfortable and we watch TV and go to bed at nine and no I can't do it I can't do I can't live my life like that like Z like I literally had a freaking midlife crisis the other day because I was like well you know in March I'll be 26 that means I'm four way four years away from being fucking 30. Like my life is flying by way too quickly. Like I need I'm still in my mid-20s. I need to be blowing, blowing money, traveling the world, and shaking my ass. Like I should not be in the house on a Saturday night. Like this sounds so sad. That's understandable. I should be in the house on a Saturday. I would prefer <laughs> to be in the house. Um, we don't even like go to dinner on Saturdays because there's too many people there um but i i get it i get it you know i kind of got this like oh realization because i saw a video and it was like um if you think about it your adulthood starts when you're like 20 so really you're for you you're like six years an adult you're only a six-year-old adult that's pretty young you know it's not going by that fast I don't know. I feel like I'm going to blink and we're going to be fucking 40. We are. That's sad. (laughs) (laughs) We are. We're going to blink and we'll be 40. But it's okay. We got each other. That's true. That's true. If I'm going to quickly age with anybody, I would want it to be you. I agree. Yeah. You know, I feel like ever since we started season two, we will, like, recap and then we'll just start chatting. People are probably like, first of all, y'all don't put out episodes as much. They're completely disorganized. I don't want to listen to this anymore. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. But we do it for us, not for them. If we, we do listeners, I really don't care. We do it for us. That's very true. And I feel like most of the people who like really like our podcast is because it's conversational. So yeah, you know, we we slightly plan it, but most of it, ninety percent of it, is just winging it. I agree. We yes, we should we should uh, think about getting another. We got to get another guest on here. Oh yeah! Oh my God, who are we gonna bring? I don't know. I I don't know. Last time was Destiny. That was fun. We could we could do like a higher ed check in. Get like a like Arnold on or something. Um, We could. I don't know. We could we could do a pick some kind of topic we could bring my partner on (gasps) guest hi beck (laughs) (laughs) that would also be really fun yeah yeah we'll have to figure it out maybe maybe we'll start doing episodes with guests so we can spice it up i I already think it's spicy but you know to give the yeah give the little potties something to look forward to yeah (sighs) All right, should we get into our topics today? We can, yeah. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. All right, bestie, let me know what is on your chest. Yeah, what is on my mind today? I think we need to talk about how women are superior and men are useless. (laughs) (laughs) Right off the bat. (laughs) Let me just lay it out there. And, you know, I think the haters will be like, that's not very, that's not very, you know, equitable of you. You know, you do, you do DEI work, like that's okay. 
and what about it? I don't have to like men. Sorry. I yeah. don't. And you know what? I feel like I feel like we should be looking, not you and I, we, but everyone else should be looking at it from from this frame. And, and I've been having this conversation with a few people. If I did not love or want to invest or want to change the situation, I wouldn't speak about it, right? Like, so it, it, it says it says something that we want to have this conversation because if I did not want things to change, if I didn't want men to be better so that we could all live a better lifestyle, if I wasn't invested in this man and female bettering relationship, I wouldn't talk about it. I would have no care in the world to even speak about it. But even though we do sometimes, you know, be hashing on the men because they deserve it, let's be let's be real. It means we love them, right? In a sense, like it's it's same as patriotic, right? If we did not love our country or want things to be better, we would never talk about it. So I would like to just take it from that from that lens. If I didn't care about men, or if I didn't want our our at least my life as a woman to be better, I wouldn't talk about it. I'd be like, fuck these guys. Why am I even speaking about it? Yeah, I agree, and I think that ultimately I see the potential. Yes. And so if I'm harsh enough to say they're all trash, it it will get their attention. Yeah. And I want them to be better. And yeah. I think, too, on the flip side, there are things that I think women in general can do better, too. So yeah. it's not I'm not naive to think that there are not things that we can do better. Yeah. Yeah, and I also, I feel like every time I have this conversation, especially with with men, right? Because I I don't think I've met many men who take this conversation well. Like, they're always like, well, women do this, this, that, and this. And it's just like, we're, we're not, we're looking at the effect and not the cause, right? And like, even, even so far pushing it to, you know, while men are the perpetrators in, in this conversation, right? And the way women act now are is the effect we need to push it back even farther of like the system that we've grown up in has created men to act like this so that they create us to act like this you know what i mean especially when you're talking about in the black community like women nowadays especially black women are taught you don't need a man you need to make your own income you need to be educated you can be independent men are literally just an accessory because for generations our black women have had to grow up without men in the home right they were either you know put into the prison system or killed or you know have never been taught how to really be a man in the home and so then they become absent so then us women have to evolve to better ourselves so we become more independent. We don't need men. And so now you can't look at us and be like, well, why are you acting like this? Why are you so masculine? Why are you so independent? When for the last generations, y'all have been absent. And it's not always a fault of them. It's the fault of the system. But like, let's really have this conversation instead of when we as women want to want to talk about it. Men are like, well, your hands are dirty. So why are you pointing them at me? Baby, my hands wouldn't be dirty if y'all were doing the things that y'all needed to do. And y'all wouldn't be doing the things that y'all didn't need to do if the system hadn't created it that way. Right, exactly. And I think that is definitely part of the conversation is understanding the system and that it has created us to behave in the way that we do. Yeah. And it is created to perpetuate the things that it does, because at the end of the day, if we are 
not content in our communities, in ourselves, in our homes, then we don't have the space to battle the system. Right. And so, you know, when it comes to the relationship between men and women, I think there, you know, needs to be, we need men to understand that, you know, you do have a role in dismantling the system. Yeah. You know, actually you have the biggest role, in my opinion, in feminism and dismantling the system. And women need to do their best to heal from the pain that has been caused and the trauma that has been caused by men's behavior because of the system. Right. Like that is, you know, to an extent I do agree because I think that's where men get upset is like, you know, well, I am, you know, now responsible for someone else creating trauma. And it's like, you know, yeah. I do agree that it is on us as individuals, regardless of where you got your trauma from, your family, a relationship, wherever, it is on us to see through that. But then why then, when that's the case, are men mad at us and not each other? Right. Yeah, I don't, I think you say, you definitely make a good point. It's just like, I feel like every time I have a conversation with a, with a woman who's talking about the toxicity of men nowadays, it's never a conversation without understanding our faults, right? Like, we know that when we say, oh, all men are trash, one, we're really not, me- we don't really mean all men. We mean like 85%, <laughs> which by scientific definition, that's close to all, right? But it's just like, there's every time I have a conversation with a woman, it's ne- we're never being like, well, we have no fault in it, Right. It's never, we're never saying that. It's just like, it gets to the, it gets really annoying when, when I'm like, it's almost like we're being gaslit, right? It's like, we're saying, you know, your behavior is, is toxic towards me. And they're looking at us like, "Mm, no, well, really my behavior is toxic because you do this and that and this and that. And it's just like, why is it never a conversation of me being like, out of my 25 years of life? majority of the men that I've encountered are either toxic, violent, harmful, and that really has impacted the way I look at men. How come men can't just be like, I understand that, you know, can we work together to better this situation? It's never, I don't think I've ever met a man who says that. It's always like, "Mm, well, actually, I met this one woman 10 years ago who cheated on me with my best friend, so really, women ain't shit. Okay, your one situation out of my 50 is they don't compare they really don't and I think that's the thing is like women will be like I've dated 50 men 45 of them were awful and men will be like I've dated five women and one of them were bad like babe that does not those are not equivalent situations yeah I think that it is tough because I also wonder how much of the this woman is awful behavior Mm -hmm. is where is it coming from? Is she awful because you think she's asking for too much? Mm-hmm. She's asking that her needs are met. And if you are unable to meet her needs, right, or unwilling to meet her needs, 
now, granted, we can't have all of our needs met by one person. No. We need to be able to meet our own needs. I understand all of that. But there are needs when you're in a relationship that you expect or hope that your partner is able to meet. And if the problem is, or the crazy or whatever they want to call it, is that, oh, um, she has too many needs, then just say, I don't think this relationship is working because I don't have the capacity or the willingness to meet your needs. Right. And that's fine because that happens, right? There are people who are not compatible, but that does not invalidate her needs. That no. does not mean she needs too much. That does not mean she's extra. It does not mean any of that. It means she has expectations set of the needs that she wants met by her partner. If you are unable or unwilling to do that, that does not make her crazy. But then you need to be willing to admit and just say, I'm not willing or able to meet these needs for you. Right. So then you can choose to go your separate ways. I think that um, just being able to admit that and, you know... I think, too, it comes down to, like, oh, well, women have these high expectations. They want men to do this, 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 and this for them. And it's like, what woman are you talking about? Right. Because, and granted, I don't, I have a small group of friends. And I'm sure there are women who are like this. But, like, I, you know, it's not that I don't have high expectations. Mm -hmm. But... I don't need you to be everything and do everything. Right. And so where is this idea that, like, all women want to do is sit on the couch and, like, eat chocolate all day and do nothing and you support everything and do everything? I don't understand where they're meeting women like that because I don't know very – I know none of them. Right. I also feel like – and like what you were saying, right, it's it's really about understanding your limits and what you're willing to give in a situation. Like if you say, you know, you have these needs and I'm just not capable or willing to meet that, that says nothing about you. Honestly, it says a lot. It says that, you know, your bounds and your limits and you're not willing to get into a situation knowing you don't meet those needs just to create toxicity. Right. But I feel like a lot of men will be like truthfully trying to date out of their caliber and then be upset why these women you know don't don't need you or you know why these women will be like oh you know you were cute a week ago and now I don't fuck with you you know what I mean it's it's literally because you're trying to date out of your caliber if you know as a man you meet these certain needs or you're this type of guy in a relationship date women who want that but you're a type of guy who wants to go to work, come home, have your feet kissed, meal cooked, home cleaned, you know, and have your woman be submissive and obedient. Yet you're trying to date these CEO women who, you know, don't need a man in that in that facet, don't want a man in that facet. And now you're wondering why there's a clash. Right. So it's like, why are you trying to date women who don't want the things you want? But you're still continuing to walk into those situations and just be toxic. You know what I mean? Right. I know I don't want a man who wants to be a stay-at-home dad, who wants to, you know, I know I don't want a man who isn't college educated, who, you know, smokes weed all the time. So why would I then go find a man who isn't college educated, smokes weed all the time, wants to be a stay-at-home dad and doesn't do anything and be like, why are you not changing? Why are you not being better? Why are you being, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand. I don't think men are 
trying to find women in their caliber and instead they're trying to date outside of the caliber and then diminish those women so that they'll fall down a peg so that they can date them don't do that that's not cute no and it's not fair no and i think there's a big difference between you know building with someone i think this is also what it comes there there's a lot of toxicity around like building an empire yeah you know and it's like you can build each other up to a point it is not my responsibility to help you become the person you think you need to be. Yeah. Now, there is a lot of that. In my relationship, I think there's lots of things that we have just helped each other change and grow. And, you know, like for me, I have a really hard time communicating my emotions. Yeah. But my partner is always very supportive of me doing that and has really encouraged me to do that. And because I value our relationship, I am willing to push myself past and continue to work on that, right? But that all of that comes to a, a point. If you are, um, you know, have no will or drive to do anything at all in the world and you just want to stay at home, that's not the type of partner that I want. But there are people who are fine with that type of partner. So you're exactly right. Why are we not? Why are we at fault as women when you just can't find a partner who wants you as a person and your personality? Why does it have to be, I'm asking for too much or blah, blah, blah. But I think it comes down to also, you know, there's this um, almost like hunter-like you know, desire and need to be like, oh, this is like a, what what do they call Like a high value female. I know that like my, technically maybe I'm like a low value man. I need to be able to, you know, I'll become high value if I, right. you know, am able to, to get her. And it's like, why, like, why do we care? If you, if your style is chilling and smoking weed and working, you know, at, you know, in retail cool that's right. you that's the life you want to live i don't care i think everyone should live for the most part within reason yeah. what life they want to live all right then just find someone who also wants to do that right i don't i feel like in in our generation really lacks humility you know what i mean like i feel like when we don't meet a certain standard or we are labeled a low value something or you know, we're put into, you know, these like below average boxes, everybody and their mama wants to be upset. You know what I mean? Instead of being like, oh, maybe I don't meet this degree of accomplishment or maybe I don't meet this degree of character. What am I doing that's putting me here, right? Like instead it's, oh, how dare you? I, you know, I'm a high value man. How dare you say I don't make blah, 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 blah. Like, Babe, if, if if in our society, high value man is, you know, A through C and you only got A and not B and C, then like, why, why does that affect you so much? You know what I mean? And I also feel like it goes back to like standards. Men always want to say like, oh, women just have too high of standards. Women just have too high of standards. Why would you want a woman with low standards? That don't make no sense to me. Not at all. And I think I think my biggest thing and I get I, I can't speak for everybody, but I'll speak for myself. All of my standards I meet. There's not a standard that I have that I don't meet. So like, why are these men out here having 
wanting these women, but they don't meet their standards. You know what I mean? Like, how are you mad a woman wants a man who does this, this, and that, and you don't meet them? She shouldn't have those standards if she's going to date men that don't meet those standards. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, and I think, too, you know, it's it's this idea that they're unreasonable. Yeah. And I'm like, they're actually not. Because I think men sometimes forget that there are literally men in the world who will, like, have a woman who does just sit at home and do nothing and just looks cute and they give her all their money. Like, people can find someone who meets their needs Mm -hmm. and their wants. And so I think, too, it's like, how do men define what is, like, a good, healthy relationship for them? Yeah. And I don't think that they have that, Mm-mm. you know? And of course, there's always compromise. There's always those different things. But I guess I just, I I wish that um, we understood that it's okay to just wait and find someone who meets you where you are and meets the needs that you need and you can meet their needs. And, um, you know, I think that also there's this, don't get me wrong, I think in general, just as people, we're always comparing ourselves to other people. Yeah. But, like, there are just, we don't highlight the things that we're good at enough. Yeah. And so when it comes to finding a partner, you know, it's, I think people overvalue themselves, but also undervalue themselves in that same vein. And so if we highlight the things that we're good at and utilize those to our best, like you were saying with the, you know, high value men is A, B, and C, you only have A, there's something wrong with that. You don't need to worry Mm -hmm. about having B and C because you don't. Mm -hmm. Maybe you will someday, but you don't right now, so don't even worry about that. So why are we not highlighting A? Right. You know, I, there are things I am not good at. There are things that I am not the best at when it comes to being being a partner now there are things of those that i know that i want to get better at because it's important and i value my relationship but there are also things that you're like i just don't know if i will if i will have that or if that's something for me right and so you find a partner who's compatible for you it seems kind of simple to me and i don't think we need to hate on women in the process no god no (laughs) You know, it would be really interesting, especially because I I feel like in the terms of, like, hating the opposite gender, I feel like you and I fall in, like, the the mild. Like, we fall in the middle. Like, we very much dislike men, but it's not like we, like, hate them to our core. You know what I mean? You know those women that, like, really hate men, and you can tell that they really hate men? I would love to have, like, see a conversation between those women and the men who, like, really hate women. Like, what you were saying before we we started recording, like, there are men out here who are sexually attracted to women but emotionally attracted to men. And so then they become hateful and toxic towards women. I would love to see what that kind of conversation would look like. You know what I mean? Because I feel like you and I are very, like, middle ground to where... Like, obviously, we don't like the way men of our generation act because it is creating this very toxic culture between men and women. But you and I are still willing to to meet in the middle, right? To be able to say, like, oh, men are toxic, but there are some things that women do that are also toxic. 
So I wonder how the conversation would change if we had people that were fully on the the extra side of the spectrum. I think it'd get real violent. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be in the room, but like not in the room, you know? Yeah, because, you know, I always I always have that podcast that pops up on my TikTok or my Instagram and I don't know what podcast it is. I'll have to find it. But it's like a room full of men, black black men and women, and they're always having conversations about like relationship standards and like women's standards and all of these types of things. And there's one guy on there with dreads, and he, in my opinion, is extremely toxic. Um, and there are some women on there who are also like questionable when it comes to their their um, feelings towards men. But I think one of the, one of the conversations that always like really gets me is like the conversation of women needing to be submissive and I hate the word submissive I really do it grinds my gears especially because there are a lot of men especially black men who were who were raised in religious homes who were taught that women were supposed to be obedient and submissive and every time I hear a man who who wants to negate women's ability to be independent they're always like well she's why is she masculine why does she what she shouldn't be masculine she should be feminine um obedient and submissive and i was just like who the fuck taught you that who the fuck taught you that because i know damn well your mama was not submissive or obedient so why are you out here wanting you basically want a slave like if let's be let's be fucking for real you basically want a slave and i am not that babe (laughs) Yeah, I think I agree. I think that it is very, I I honestly think that they get these notions because they think about, um, like, I think that we've really misconstrued this idea of a housewife as being super submissive and just, like, giving in to, like, their husbands every back and call and I just don't think that's as accurate as it's led to believe in a lot of households for example like men brought home the money women were in control of the finances yeah you know and there's a lot of value in running a household mm-hmm. and keeping a household together right and so I don't I to me I see a lot of those things as like women like when I imagine those scenarios I'm like if you really think about it the women were pretty much in control right Mm -hmm. now granted there there was a lot of abuse happening there still is a lot of abuse that happens in domestic relationships and but ultimately you know if someone runs your life they they are in control of you and your home it's like Mm. they want to be they see themselves as as a manager but Mm. they are only an employee like to (laughs) me men you know how you have those colleagues who are like not the boss but act like they're the boss that's men i mean we need to put that on a sticker because that literally that was perfect Like, that is exactly the problem. They are that employee who is like, I'm the boss when the manager is not here. And it's like, no one told you that. Mm-mm. No one told you that. And also, why is there this, like, 
need for control in a relationship because like I don't I also don't necessarily like going down the path of there's someone who's in charge at all because Mm -hmm. a relationship should not have someone in charge a relationship should not have a manager right and so I think that what happens is that because men have this like need for control women have to counter respond to that right and so it's two people fighting for control so they're Mm -hmm. fighting each other for a relationship and I always think about this and you know my partner and I talk about this is it's like at the end of the day it's it's us together against the problem not us against each other against the problem yeah like we are a team thing we will figure it out together yeah it is why why do we have to see each other as as opponents where you're not opponents when you're in a relationship mm-hmm. and i think that's how a lot of people see it somebody has to be the winner yeah there is not a winner and a loser Mm-mm. yeah and i truthfully i feel like honestly that is true the root of the issue is i feel like I don't know when it happened or why it happened. I feel like we could figure it out if we went down that road of like, why or when did relationships become so one-sided, one-siloed? You know what I mean? Like, I'm supposed to be front-facing, ruling everything, controlling everything, and you're supposed to be in the back when I need you. Like, when, when did relationships stop being about teamwork and us as a couple, right? We are two people in a relationship and more about your need to control me. Like, babe, if you want a slave, if you want a servant, that's all you had to say. But it's just like, why? I don't know. I, and I truthfully do feel like in every single one of my relationships, the only ones that I feel like I thought were were healthy and, and prosperous were the ones in which I felt like an equal. Every other one that I just felt like a girlfriend, I just felt like somebody something, it was like, "Mm, no, this ain't cute. You know what I mean? And I feel like not many men nowadays want a partner. They They want a slave. (laughs) Well, exactly. We're getting this to, oh, we want to go back to, like, when women stayed in the house and did stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, to have that happen successfully, that requires equal partnership right that requires okay you go to work all day i stay home do things during the day and then when you get home at the end of the day you worked a full day i worked a full day one of us just got paid right that's the only difference you worked a full day i worked a full day you get home things go from there right right we you know, have some kind of sense of who does things. And I think, too, there's a lot of conversation happening about um, the mental load and how this not having an equal partnership means someone is taking on more of a mental load to manage the relationship. Yeah. You should not have a manager or an executor. You should be a team. So... When things need to get done, and I think that's where we get into arguments of like, oh, women are crazy, or my wife is nagging, or this or that. And it's like, no, your partner is exhausted because they have to give you chores like you are a child. Mm -hmm. You know what? I don't even think it's that they want a, a servant. I think they want a mother. Yep. Say it again for those in the motherfucking back. 
And let me be very clear. I don't even want my own children. No. So I certainly don't want to mother someone else's child. And I don't think that we have healed the, like, mother-son relationship part Mm -hmm. of... And there are a lot of moms out there who are really doing, like, are having these conversations and are talking about this and, you know, saying, you know, with, like, my son is being raised to do the same things that my daughter is being raised to do, because that is what you should do. You should have already been parented. Mm -hmm. And all the things you had to do to keep your household together take out the garbage, do the dishes, all that stuff. That doesn't change because you now moved in with someone. All right. of those things still need to be done to run a household. If you use dishes, you do dishes. If you're hungry, you cook food. If you wear clothes, you wash clothes, right? Mm-hmm. You know, or figure out things you like to do and not like to do. My relationship, my partner hates vacuuming, hates it. I vacuum. <laughs> it's not that I actually love it. Right? So, like, yes, there is that kind of split up of responsibilities, but, like, I don't, I'm not a mother. Right. I'm not going to give you tasks. You know what needs to be done to run a household. Mm-hmm. I'm just tired. I'm just truly tired of all of these men. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> I think that's the thing. And then they'd be like, oh, well, my my spouse never wants to have sex with me. I'm exhausted. Well, You're a child. Yeah. I'm your mother. Why would I want to? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm right. Exactly. Of like, oh, well, of course your wife doesn't want to have sex with you because you have to parent. Like, she's parenting you. Mm-hmm. You're acting like a child. She's exhausted. Yeah, and I don't know. I feel like I feel like the biggest thing in male toxicity that like upsets me the most is like men's entitlement over women, which isn't true. It is their fault. Like let's be fucking for real. It's their fault. Um, but understanding that we grew up in a society where women are something to be owned, like we are always objectified and all of these things. But it's just like be fucking for real. Why would I want to date you or even entertain you when you walk around thinking I'm an object? You know what I mean? When you think my, I need to smile for you because it would make your day better. Like, do, do you know how many people a day are like, oh, love, give me a smile. Ew, no. You are not entitled to my smiles. That's not cute. Yeah, I think, you know, at the end of it, there is ultimately this really deep-seated socialization. And mm. as objects, women as prizes and men who need to win it and until and don't get me wrong i say this there are so many amazing men in the world who are taking that energy to do that on learning and there um are a lot of awesome women in the world who are healing from the trauma that they have experienced from men so that they you know can enter into a partnership into a real partnership Right. right But there are too many who haven't. Mm -hmm. And we have to, you know, otherwise we truly are going to continue to see the decline of, like, true relationships. Yep. Where people are happy. 
literally so sad especially because everyone not everyone but you always hear like the statistics of like marriage 10 years ago versus marriage now like people in our age are not getting married they are not in happy relationships they're not doing that like it's to the point where like i would rather be by myself than have to deal with these trash ass men and like that's an issue a hundred percent like there is no doubt in my mind that i would rather be alone than mm-hmm. be in a relationship that is constantly harmful to me yeah especially as women like we at this point we've grown up understanding that most men are toxic right like that gun analogy like women treat women say all men are trash because women are taught to treat men like men are taught to treat guns you treat every gun as if it's loaded right but like understanding how exhausting that is to be in a bar and not want to approach a man or not want to be bothered by a man because you don't know if he's a good one or if he's like 90 percent of the other trash ones who are really just there to either have sex with you or ruin your life like (laughs) no wonder women are in the club quote-unquote being stuck up is because, babe, it's exhausting to try to figure out if you're a good one or a bad one, so I'd rather just drink my drink with my friends and have a good time. Like, Right, like, are you going to be okay if I tell you no, or are you going to follow me home? Right, or throw a drink in my face, or, you know, harass me the whole entire night. Like, I would rather feel like a stuck-up bitch and have fun with my friends than be nervous about if I don't actually like you or if I say no to you, Or even if I do say yes to you, what happens then? You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think until until more men realize that, they're not going to... And this is why we need them, and I think there is a lot of... um, You know, we have to get men to understand that we actually need them in this fight. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we need you to say something yeah because you can't tell me that you don't know what your friends have done right you don't see what they've done Mm -hmm. you are not a good guy if you don't say something right and so please understand that it's it's not because like how am i supposed to know if you're in the 10 percent? like it's that simple i don't there's no There is absolutely no way to tell that just by talking to you. Yeah. And women end up dead. Mm -hmm. They give someone a chance. Right. And I think that it's, and I don't get it because I don't understand how, like, dismantling toxic masculinity and unlearning it is way more beneficial to men than they realize. Yep. Like, it will change your friendships. It will change your relationships. So it's not just for us. Mm-mm. It's for them, too. And I don't, I guess I don't understand that. I don't know either. I don't know either. Plus, plus I watch all these videos and men don't even know the simplest thing about female anatomy oh have you seen the the tampon videos yeah (laughs) and that just baffles me can you do you think women can pee with a tampon in no what do you mean no 
That shit is so funny. There's... It just... Uh, <laughs> I just, like... It makes me have a deep breath, and I'm like, here's the thing, that's just another thing that is technically not their fault. Like, that is our education system evidently, clearly failing. Mm-hmm. Because the funny thing is, there are women that don't know that they don't pee out of their vagina, so clearly mm-hmm. there is something missing in our education system but i'm just like i'm sorry if you are not willing to go to the store and buy me tampons um then you are not ready for a relationship with a grown woman i'm sorry that's just how i feel about it mm-hmm. are those videos where the girls are pretending their tampons are flavored <laughs> that shit is so fucking funny she she was like babe grab me the green apple one and he was like you you're putting you're putting this in up there you can taste it and she's like yeah how else do you <laughs> how, oh my God. how do you not that, know that and the fact that they would believe that or like the ones where it's like the different sizes are for different sized vaginas yes and oh I'm like, my God. okay that's interesting oh um, my God. Or, like, the ones where they're, like, walking through the street and someone's, like, you know, where's the vulva on, a, on the body? And they're, like, well, you know, isn't that, like, a, like, a next to your kidney? And they're, like, bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's because, well, that's the thing, though, is, like, we do not teach the appropriate language for our reproductive organs. Like, there are straight-up people who have vaginas. Yep. Who do not understand that the vagina is the whole. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's literally insane. Literally insane. But I agree. I feel like I feel like if you are not well versed with your body or the body of your partner, you know what I mean. Um, I don't feel like you should be having sex. I really I don't. I agree. Like I sh- I should be, be I should you I should have my legs wide open and be like point to the clitoris and you know where the fuck that is. A hundred percent agree. You need to know where everything is, and I think also like you just need to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, and I know that develops over time, but like you just need to be comfortable. I agree. I don't know. I think people also just need to do some more self-exploration. I feel like this is turning into another topic, but, like, it is. explore yourself. No, your body. But, yeah, I don't know. I think the the conversation about men is just a tough one. Yeah. Because I'm not, like, I know I started off with a real strong stance. <laughs> and it is true to a point, but I don't hate men. Mm-mm. I hate what the system has created. Yeah. I think that about white people, too. I don't hate white people. I hate what the system has created. Yeah. But the... But men and white people and heterosexual people, they are responsible for helping. Yeah. And I think it's that. Because it comes down to this idea, well, that's unfair. It wasn't my fault. You're right. But it's also not my fault. Right. And it is, regardless of if the privileges that you have are your fault or not, mm-hmm. it is your responsibility to help. And I think that's really, truly the point that I want to get across, is that 
it is men's responsibility to help. Mm. And so figure it out. And if you're too lazy to help, like I felt so bad. This is so random. But yesterday we were at the grocery store and I felt so bad because there was just this couple. They had, it was like a couple and they had their kid and the the girl was like, there's this tiny little jar of honey. And she's just like, oh my gosh, this is the cutest little jar of honey. And the guy was just like, yeah, like super mockingly, like, yeah, so cute. And I was like, why? Why do you have to behave like that? Okay, so you don't think the cute little jar of honey is cute. But she does. Like, why are you raining on her happiness? Right. I don't understand. You're, you're, maybe you're like, that's stupid. Well, I think it's stupid that you spend thousands of dollars on truck parts, but I'm not going <laughs> to rain on your parade. Like, that makes you happy. Right. Your truck with the big tires makes you happy. I think it's stupid. But if that's what makes you happy, then you should do that. So I don't understand why we just have to be mean. Yeah. And, and maybe this is part of it is I'm like, do, Sometimes I truly look at couples and I'm like, do you actually love them? Because I swear every single thing that my partner does, like, I just think is the most adorable thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm like, I don't get why you like that. I'm like, but you like it. So that makes me happy because it makes you happy because you you smile. Like, I don't, did we lose that in life of like, if I thought the little jar of honey was stupid, I'd still be like, wow, I think the jar of honey is stupid. But <laughs> it just made this person that I love so, like, unconditionally mm-hmm. so happy. And that brings me joy. And I think we've lost that in relationships, clearly. Honestly, I'm a true believer that majority of the relationships nowadays are not a relationship of love, but are relationships of comfortability. You simply like this person and can can stand them for a period of time and maybe you've been with them for so long that you're just comfortable in that situation so you never leave but then the relationship doesn't become about love and growth and just being happy for your person it becomes like oh you know we're friends and I kind of like you so you know we've been together for three years so I guess I'll stay you know what I mean I'm a full believer that majority relationships nowadays are simply just comfortability and not actual love relationships well, and because I think our society still pushes people to have a, like, traditional nuclear family. Mm-hmm. And so people are like, I need to settle down and get married and have kids. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not happy. So why are you doing that? Right. Why are you living your life for other people, for doing what makes other people happy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm. I was thinking the other day, I was like, I, the, I, I have one, well, it's technically three goals, but I put them into one goal. I have one life goal, and that life goal is to be happy, loved and successful like if what I'm doing does not fall in between those I'm not doing it like if I find a spot a spouse and they don't love me and they're not making me happy why am I with them that doesn't make any sense to me mm-hmm. exactly and I think that I completely agree and for me if I am happy and feel can feel love and give love then that is success yep you know Like, yeah, sure, I want a decent career and I want these things. But honestly, I want to be happy, period. Yep. And I truly believe that if you can achieve happiness, all those other things will fall into place. Mm -hmm. And 
how can we cultivate happiness for ourselves? Mm, my spirit guides told you something, huh? They didn't. I don't think so. Okay. They told me that last night. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I am your spirit guide. They said in case you weren't listening, bitch, we're going to send the best in. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't have dreams last night. Maybe the nights I don't have dreams are because I am in the other world being your spirit guide. Oh my god, are you my spirit guide? I wouldn't be surprised, <laughs> truthfully. <laughs> I would not be surprised. Sometimes I'd be like, maybe I went somewhere. You know, sometimes I do think you're my spirit guide because before I became, I came to graduation, a psychic told me I was going to get a new spirit guide. So maybe you are it. <laughs> weird. How weird would that be? I guess we'll find out when we die. Maybe you're my physical spirit guide. Yeah. I love that for us. <laughs> <laughs> me too. But also, I want to just move to the Scottish countryside with a cow. Let's do it. You know I love cows. That's all I want. Where is Scotland? Um, by England. Is it? Is it in Ireland? Is Ireland and Scotland the same? No. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> No, they're not the same. <laughs> now I need a fucking map. Oh my god. Don't don't let people from another country get a hold of this podcast. We'll be like, oh my god, the dumb Americans. And then I'll be like, where's Minnesota? Huh? You know, half the people in the South don't even know the Midwest exists. I know. Well, it's it's not really our fault that we I learned geography in seventh grade. Yeah. But no, they're not the same country. Ah, Scotland is is attached to the United Kingdom and right next to Ireland. Yeah. Cute. Let's do it. So this American bullshit is bullshit. It is bullshit. But then, but then I'm like, the grass is always greener, you know? We can have dual citizenship, so we could just come back whenever we want. I don't think that you can have that as an adult. Can you not? I think that dual citizenship, I'm pretty sure that dual citizenship would only come if you had one parent who was born there. Or you were could, born there. But if I became like a Scotland you resident. You send your U.S. citizenship. <gasps> like you can only be a citizen of one country. That's fucking bullshit. So you could become a permanent resident, but you could not be a citizen. Well, or you could become a stupid. citizen, and then you'd rescind your U.S. citizenship. Who the fuck made that? That's stupid. Well, that's because borders are imaginary. They are. They don't exist. But it's just like, if, if I was born an American but decide to live in Scotland, why could I not have dual citizenship? Because you're not allowed to be citizens of two places, because then you're talking about, like, taxes and voting rights like you can't have a right to vote in like like you're talking about a lot of things that are associated with citizenship oh you know i guess it kind of makes passports that can get you into different countries like there's countries that a u.s passport could get you into that maybe another country's passport can't get you into 
because mm-hmm. your passport can't get you into every country. You know, I guess when you say it like that, that makes a little sense. Still think it's stupid, though. <laughs> I think our listeners will stop listening by now. They're like, yeah, because they're like, what the fuck? Is, what the, how the fuck do they get on living in Scotland and being <laughs> sorry? That's what we do, y'all. Sorry about that. We do. We're just all over the place, but. All right, podcasties. We'll see you maybe next month. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. These are really just me and Lexi's um, audio diaries, truthfully. (laughs) Yeah. At this point, they're not really podcasts. They're just, let's talk about this topic we've been thinking about. Yeah. Maybe maybe next podcast we'll bring some guests. Spice it up a little bit. Ooh, yeah, we'll have to figure out who we're going to bring and what we're going to talk about. Guesties or ghosties. Mm, ghosties are always with us. They're technically our guests all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Hey, yay, yay. All right, bestie. Well, I'll chit chat with you later. Sounds good. Signing off. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to The Woke Podcast. We drop new episodes every month with new rants and conversations. It's Lexi and Chantrier signing off.